Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, Thou good shepherd of the sheep, who didst come to seek and save that which was lost, we beseech Thee to be present in Thy power with the missions of Thy church in this our land. Show forth Thy compassion to the helpless, enlighten the ignorant, succor those in peril, and bring home the wanderers in safety to Thy fold. Amen. We pray this prayer as part of our prayers for the missions of Christ through His church, that Christ through His people would stretch Himself out and reveal Himself to those who are out there in their own chaos and bound in it, that they might have Christ the Good Shepherd revealed to them, and that He might gather them to Himself. We pray that as part of our three prayers that we've been given to pray all these years. And we plead in that prayer with Christ from His own nature as the Good Shepherd to seek after and save those who are so profoundly lost, bringing them into His fold, into the Ark of Salvation, His church. And always remember this, that as we pray, so we become. When we plead with the very nature of Christ as the Good Shepherd, as we pray, He's writing His nature in us so that He might show Himself to those within the church and those outside as we're transformed in His likeness, which is our salvation that we call theosis. It's the very revelation our Lord Jesus Christ gives us today on the second Sunday after Pascha every year from the Gospel reading of St. John in chapter 10. He says these words, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives His life for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd and I know my sheep and am known of my own as the Father knows me. Even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold I must bring in and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. My friends, when Christ reveals something of His nature to us as He's doing today and every time we gather, but something so very specifically, His nature, the attributes of who Christ our Savior is as the Good Shepherd we do well to attend because He only reveals Himself that we might become what we're seeing. So let's attend to that. Let's look at a few aspects of Christ's nature as the Good Shepherd. The first one is this. Jesus says the good shepherd pursues the sheep outside of his fold, his flock, in order to gather them in. And St. Clement of Alexandria, in his teaching on St. John chapter 10, he reminds us that our Lord Jesus Christ, when he is saying this, when he's saying these words, that I go outside to gather them in, he's speaking and he's actually saying, I am fulfilling so many prophecies of those Old Testament prophets that pointed to me specifically as the Good Shepherd. And St. Clement of Alexandria specifically goes to the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel in chapter 34. Listen to what Christ said about Himself through the prophet Ezekiel all those many years before. And I will bring them out from the peoples 
and gather them from the countries. I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on high, the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost and bring back what was driven away. I will bind up the broken and strengthen those who were sick. Listen to the language that we're hearing of Jesus describe himself. Who he is as the good shepherd. I'll lay down my life so that I can gather them to myself. I will go out. I will find them. And I will bring them in. I'll seek out the lost and I will bring them to my bosom. Look at the icon of the good shepherd on your bulletin today. Turn to that front. And the church teaches us many things in this icon of the good shepherd. That it shows forth the true nature of Christ our God. The one who went out and brought us in to this fold. And we see Christ our God and we see him as the shepherd for two reasons. Not just because of the sheep. But also the crook of the shepherd is there that the shepherd uses. To keep them in the flock and protect them from danger. And he went after. This is what the church teaches about that icon. Notice there's one sheep. Christ, through His church, is communicating to us that that Lord and Savior, He went after that one sheep. And He brought that sheep to Himself. And look how close He's holding that sheep to Himself. He's holding it right to His bosom and keeping that sheep there. Look at that blessed sheep's face. Eyes are set on the shepherd. He won me over. He brought me in. He healed me. Where else do I have to go? I stay right here in the bosom of my shepherd. The bosom of my shepherd. Isaiah spoke well of this in Isaiah in chapter 40. When he said of Christ that he will feed his flock like a shepherd. And he will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them to his bosom. The heart and nature of the shepherd is to seek and to save that which is profoundly lost. That he might, like Ezekiel said, bind up those who are broken and heal those who are sick of soul, which is all of us and all those currently outside of the ark of salvation who are in desperate need of that shepherd to touch their lives. This is his nature. The second attribute of the nature of Christ our God is the good shepherd. Jesus said, the good shepherd knows his sheep and they know him. He says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own as the Father knows me. One of my favorite teachings from this, used it multiple times here and I don't care to repeat it because it's too beautiful not to. St. Cyril of Alexandria, when, when talking about that very st statement of how he knows the sheep and the sheep knows him, St. Cyril of Alexandria says, When Jesus says, I know my own, and my own know me, as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, it's equivalent to saying this, I shall enter into a close relationship with my sheep, and my sheep shall be brought into a close relationship with me in the same way that I and the Father share such a close relationship. 
The good shepherd goes out and he makes himself known and he brings the sheep into his fold where they can grow from revelation to revelation of both the divine revelation of God, but by his activity and ministry to their lives, they grow in knowing him. They grow in learning him. They grow in trusting him all of their days. And with that trust, they discern to hear his voice and follow him from still waters to still waters, green pastures to green pastures, as the psalmist says in Psalm 23. Because that, my friends, is what disciples do. True disciples of the living Jesus Christ. It's like sheep to a shepherd where they have learned to know and to trust. And so what does a disciple do? They think less for themselves and they follow the shepherd. And they're far more safe in the doing so. It's really remarkable what we're hearing here. That we are intended from the very heart and mind of God to have such an intimate relationship with Christ our Savior. The same intimacy that He shares with the Father. Let that roll around in your mind. The divine Godhead, three persons, yet one. So one in their love for one another. And this is the Father's relationship with the Son. And the Son of the Father, we've been invited into that same intimacy of relationship, of knowing, of existing from. This is what he's saying. The third attribute, and the final one that we'll talk about today. Jesus says of his fold, there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Our Lord Jesus Christ by the very nature of God, is a gatherer who gathers sheep into a oneness and into a unification, not into divisions. Because the Lord our God, three divine persons, like I said a moment ago, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they dwell in such unity, such a movement of constant love towards one another, that the Lord our God we call one, not three. That unity. And yes, that, what I just said, is one of the great mysteries of our faith. How three can be so unified, they're considered one. And yet our salvation is wrapped right up into this mystery. And it's encompassed and it's held in this mystery. That not only are we invited as individuals into the very unity of the divine Godhead by the shepherd who baptizes it, but also corporately that that unity and that oneness is manifest and to be greatly and fiercely protected by our love for God and our love for one another. We become love as the shepherd is love. And we show ourselves to be his disciples as we further and as we promote and as we protect the divine unity of the fold. The entirety of his sheep. And it's toward our salvation becoming like God that we work to do so. Let me share with you a truth about the church. One that's always been and will never change. And I will also share with you the activity of our enemy against Christ's holy church that has always been and will never change. The good shepherd's nature is to gather to himself and unify his people. His enemy, Satan, the exact opposite, polar opposite, his nature is to scatter and divide. 
to create smaller and smaller and smaller all the way down to the individual of life so that he can far more easily devour that soul. And his enemy has been striking at the flock like this, Christ church in this way from the very beginning. And again, I say it will never end, but I don't care that it will never end. Why? I'm not restless because Satan is constantly trying to divide his church. Why am I not restless? Because of the words of the shepherd. The gates of hell will never prevail against his church. So why do you worry about Satan trying to divide? Oh, we need to worry from the standpoint of protecting ourselves and defending one another in love against all the divisions that he seeks to do. The church will never be divided. No matter what the media wants to tell you. No matter what you can hear out there. Because Christ has never allowed it to be and promised that it would never be overcome by the wiles of our enemy. Jesus said, however, be aware of what Satan is doing. And he notes in the Gospels. The apostles also noted this all through the epistles because they're already dealing with it. In fact, St. Paul has one of the greatest statements about this. The faithful in the church of Corinth. Remember, this is just one church in the whole church. One parish. The church in Corinth. He writes this letter after he'd been with them for three years. And they're struggling, not recognizing Satan's work dividing them like this. When Paul comes down hard on them, hard like a loving shepherd. And he says these words to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. What I mean is this, he says, one of you says, I follow Paul. One of you says, I follow Apollos. One of you says, I follow Peter. And still another, I follow Christ. He continues, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? You hear a fierceness of protection, of loving unity because divisions. They're following the different Christian leaders. And some say not the leaders at all. I'm just going to follow Christ himself. And this is their source of divisions. You know, you know what, our, what St. Paul would write today to his church? If he was saying the same things, it would be something like this. Some of you say, I follow this Orthodox priest podcast. Some of you say, I follow this monastics podcast. Some of you say, I follow what the Russian jurisdiction says. Some say, I follow what Antioch says. You hear where I'm going. And it is the voice of Satan who seeks to divide his church that will be kept one. But we need to be aware of this. Protect our own minds. And protect one another for the sake of the unity. One flock under one shepherd. You know, every day when I pray for this parish, there's one prayer that I always pray because I believe it's so important. And I've been instructed that it's so important. I pray for the keeping of the unity in this body. And in Christ's church all over the world. 
that I'm praying from the disposition of the good shepherd who desires this. It is his will that this is so. That the Lord throw down the enemy's wiles when he seeks to divide us because of our humanity and all of our differences and wonderful differences that we have. I pray this every day. Join me in that prayer and by all means, for the sake of Christ, do not be found cooperating with the demonic and the scattering and the dividing of Christ's church. Protect your souls. So today Christ is revealing to us himself as the good shepherd. The God who seeks out the lost and gathers them to himself. He is the God who has destined all of his sheep to be brought into such an intimate union. An active and experienced union with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he is the God of unity because that is who he is as God. How can he be other? One flock under one shepherd. May the Lord, by his grace and mercy, transform us to take on the nature of the one who's revealed himself to us today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen.